Hi, I'm Steve Bennett and this is Dungeons and Naggins. This is the start of the live episodes recorded at the Dublin Fringe Festival in September. I'm really excited to share them with you. We've got three adventures, two parts each, so that's six weeks of episodes. The first one is with Sean Flanagan and Martin Angolo. And apologies for any audio problems you might hear here. I'm always working to make it better and all advice is welcome. If you know how to record this stuff better, send us a message on Instagram or Facebook or wherever you can. Uh, I hope you enjoy the show and if you like it, share it with somebody. Good luck. Clara, that is my 
is going to be doing live artistry while this is going along. Could you please show me our two adventurers before we get started? Your illustrations of our two adventurers that we have right here. There's Martin Angolo and there's Sean Flanagan right there. Uh, yeah, and so you guys have a little bit of backstory on your characters. You don't need to reveal that straight away, but basically Martin is a wizard and uh, Sean is a fighter. Yeah. Okay, so that's kind of basically what your characters are uh, so far. Yes, Martin. Which one am I? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't see the world like that. Okay, so, um, this is set in a fantasy Ireland. Some of the geography will not make sense. I just need you to know that right away before people start getting fucking niffy with me about stuff, alright? Um, if it has been changed, it has been changed for comedic or narrative expediency, and the show is only meant to be fucking 45 minutes long, so lay off, alright? We are recording from the podcast tonight, so if you are a cunt, that will be caught on camera. Uh, <laughs> are we ready to get started, ladies and gentlemen, on Dungeons & Dragons? Let's get some theme music going and let's get into this. We are starting with our heroes. Uh, Sean and Martin are asleep in bunk beds. Light is beginning to shine in through in between the curtains. I want you both to roll for perception, please, with your d20. Add your intelligence bonus and tell me what you get. 18. An 18 over there, that's pretty good. Six. A six. You are still asleep, Sean, as Martin wakes up and sees that, um, oh my god, you're up right now and you realize that you're fucking late for work immediately. Uh, yeah, you're late for work right now. What do you want to do? I want to wake up, Sean. You wake up, Sean. How do you do that? Um, <laughs> an unarmed strike. An unarmed strike. Roll an unarmed strike, please. This guy. A six. a six straight across the face, you just hit him right in the neck. It wasn't like a playful like wake up at all. A six is pretty much a fail. Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, right, right in the neck, just right in, right into Sean's neck. Sean is now spluttered awake and realised that you are both very late for work. You're going to need to run across the GAA pitch now and head down the stairs as you're throwing clothes on and you look at what items you have shoving into your bag as you're leaving the house. What items do you have? I've got a rope. Yeah. Uh, and a tin of beans. And flint. Mm. I've got some uh, flat seven up. <laughs> I'm not making it up. <laughs> Poison and a pack of cards. Nice. Those could all come in handy as we run along. You are running down the stairs. You run out the door of the barracks where you are sleeping and um, you run across the GAA pitch. I want you to both roll for strength now, please, to see how tired you are while making your run across the pitch to get to work. Two. Four. A two and a four. You are both absolutely destroyed tired when you arrive there. Sweat is dripping off you as you I'm arrive. <laughs> Martin now dragging Sean up to the chain link fence that is blocking your path. There's a big chain link fence and there's a chain link gate in the centre of it. You know you need to get through this chain link gate. There's a little chain with a padlock on it. He has to punch you though. <laughs> he has to punch you to wake you back up again. Roll and apparently again. this Roll is where the game is going to see him do it. Oh, 15. Yeah. 50 plus anything? Oh, minus two. Minus two. 13. A 13, yeah. You get, him, you get him right in the face the way you meant to slap him before, like a wake-up slap. You are awake. It's friendlier this time. Everyone seems nicer about everything. <laughs> We'll move on? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, uh, you walk up to the uh, the padlock and you can see that the padlock is um, uh, stopping the gate. It's stopping your path in front of you. Are you going to get by it? You're a big guy, Sean. Okay, yeah, I'm praying I'm big. We're typecast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, okay, so, uh, 
unarmed strike, so I can just use my fist. Yeah, you want to use your fist on the lock to punch it open? Gotcha, oh, yeah, roll yeah. for it. Add your bonus on your unarmed strike, please. 16. A 16, all right, great. You successfully punch the lock open, the lock falls down, the chain falls away, and the gate falls open in front of you. You run through, both very tired now, and you arrive at the courtyard, and all the other adventurers are there already. Everyone's standing in rows, and they are all looking up at the boss, your boss as well. And uh, we are going to decide now between three choices what your boss will be in this game. This is a choice for the audience right here now. So we have three options for a boss. We have Mr. Tato. Who's <laughs> uh, the, the leader of the group here? We have Miggledy Higgins. And we have Mary Robinson. <laughs> so let's have a vote from the crowd. Who wants Miggledy Higgins? <laughs> Who wants Mary Robinson? <laughs> <laughs> Who wants Mr. Tato? in front of all of the troops giving a rousing battle speech as he speaks about how you have a very important job today which everybody already knows about obviously because this is their job which they do but there happens to be a new intern there that day who he needs to explain the situation to and he says as we all know we have a very important mission we must protect the crackstone on its way to the spire for the renewal ceremony he holds up a purple glowing rock about the size of a small melon and he says as we know Every five years, the crackstone is returned to the top of the spire and has a nagin ceremonially poured through the porous rock, magically blessing our great land and ensuring good crack for all. You are my finest adventurers, and, and Martin and Sean are here as well. You will not fail. You must not fail. Good luck, and let's move. Boom! There is a giant explosion, as behind you, you can see that enemy troops are now swarming into the courtyard. People are fighting each other as your old enemy rears his ugly head. Could we please have a vote from the crowd for the choice of enemy here this evening? We have three choices for enemy. We have the English. There's the queen and her published cronies behind. We also have the Pope. It's the Pope and the church with a bunch of bishops there behind him. And our third choice for an enemy is the banks. There's a lizard person with his vampire and banker assistants behind. Let's have a vote. Who wants it to be the bankers? a jagged sword and he raises it up to Mr. Tato. Mr. Tato, a peaceful spud, is walking backwards saying, please don't do this as he holds the crackstone under one arm like a rugby ball. He draws out his sword and begins to fight with the evil lizard fella as loads of bankers now, suited like kind of, uh, what are they called, um, like slender man, kind of like evil, kind of like long arm lads with pointy little arm things. They are stabbing and, and poking at all the other adventurers around you. They're fighting the back with swords and axes and whatever they've got and um, the uh, you're you're in a you're in a big fucking fight that's the um, the the uh, the the, there are two uh, vampire bankers now who've stepped up in front of you and they're looking to fight with you. They've got their goomy arms stretched out in front of you. One of them reaches forwards and stabs at both of you at the same time, and he does. Both at the same time. Both of you at the same time. He's got two arms, doesn't he? He's got two arms. And he's either one's a 16. So he stabs both of you in the belly and does uh, three damage each. So I want you to take three, three health off of your overall health. Tell me what you're on now. 23. Yeah. 22. Mm. 
got you. You've both lost three health, and there are two evil vampires, uh, banker lads, wearing suits in front of you. What do you want to do? Um, should we just gorge them to death? Yeah. 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 Violence violent seems like the obvious. Uh, would we be okay in the room with violence, ladies and gentlemen? We are just fine with violence. With violence or, or, or so, a trick of the mind. <laughs> <laughs> Who votes for violence? Yeah. Who votes for a trick of the mind? Yeah. Oh. Go do, ahead. I can do a minor illusion. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for a minor illusion. Well, tell me what the minor illusion is first. Uh, I'll make it look like one of my hands disappeared. Gotcha. <laughs> In order to... It's confusing. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, roll, for the, roll for minor illusion. Add, add your wisdom. Oh. Um, we've got nine. A nine all together. It doesn't work. You make it look like you've got an extra hand and he tries to uh, he tries to stab at that hand as well. It doesn't work at all. Sean, it's your go next. Uh, okay, I've got like uh, I've got charisma plus one here, right? So okay. I, think I, I think I might like uh, you know shine him off like sweet talk the guy. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I tried to go, uh, he stabs me in the belly and I go, oh my god, wait, that was uh hey, you really stabbed me really well there. Where did you train? <laughs> Into a roll, roll for charisma, see if it works. Seven. <laughs> he goes with you for the first while, but it's like he's one of those bankers. Do you know when you go into the bank and it's very clear they just did a weekend? Do you know, like, about, like, here's how we talk to normal people. We ask them about their interests, so he goes along with you with that for a little while, but then he gets back and he stabs you again. The other lad steps forward with his two arms and stabs at both of you. He rolls a 15, he gets both of you as well, and does two damage to each of you again. You both get another stab in the belly from a long-armed um, long banker fella, and they also take one gold each from you as well. Just, 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 just fees. <laughs> All right, it's your go again, Martin. Um, can I, I'll, I have a dagger. Yeah. I'll attack. Gotcha, go ahead. Okay. Roll for it, roll for attack with the dagger. Add the bonus on the dagger. Nine. It's nine, and um, uh, yeah, you stab him in the belly, um, uh, but you seem to hit a wad of money. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't properly stab into him. Sean, you go next. Um, okay, uh, I've got a sword, okay? Gotcha. I've got a big ass sword. It's, right. time, it's time to use this, baby. Amazing. I think so. Okay, alright, we're gonna go for all, all out brute force on one of the banker dudes. Gotcha, roll for bonus on the sword. We're aiming for the, the, the lizard head. The lizard head, gotcha. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Uh, okay, I got a plus three and strength, so it's nine, and it's, it's, it's a twelve. It's a twelve, and something finally works! Yeah. cutting his head off as it rolls over and lands onto the spiky arm of one of the other ones. So now he's only got one arm, so we can only stab at one of you. He chooses Sean, and he gets you in the belly again with one damage. Uh, Martin, it's your go one more time. Um, I'm a pack of cards. Gotcha. <laughs> Around you, behind you, you can hear the fighting is, is getting worse and worse. A lot of the, um, the, the vampire backers, like you're having trouble with them, they are killing a lot of your fellow adventurers around you. And, and then uh, the, uh, the Mr. Mr. Tato is still having a sword fight with the Lizard King up on the top. And uh, Miggledy is shouting at his troops going, How did they get in here? It's almost like someone opened one of the security lock fences that we had. They shouldn't be in here. As he fights and begins to be losing against the Lizard guy. Why is Michael Dean there? Oh, pardon me, it wasn't meant to be Michael Dean, it was meant to be uh, Mr. Tato. That was a very good question, <laughs> thank you very much. That's good. You're watching out for continuity in this as well. Here we go, roll for something. What do you, what do you want to do? Well, okay, so, pack of cards isn't going to do anything, is it? It depends how you roll, buddy. 
They're bankers, maybe they'll want to bet. Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, we'll do, uh, what's the game, the tree cards? Uh, uh, we're the lady. Yeah, that one. Gotcha. And if they lose, they have to leave town. Gotcha, okay. <laughs> there's, only, there's only one left, he's only got one working stabby arm. Yeah. Tell the guards were removed from their hips. Exactly. <laughs> Go for that. Oh god. <laughs> That's my bonus. Uh, Charisma? Charisma. It's blank. <laughs> plus, that's oh all. no! Uh, give that. What, what are you in the game? You're a wizard. Give you a plus two charisma on that. Uh, six. A six. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't write that in. That's a six. That's terrible. He um, he takes two of your cards as attacks. You lose. You lose two of the kings from the pack. Yeah. Write that in the notes underneath the pack of cards. I don't want you having to pull pack of cards as the game goes along. And uh, up on the up on the stage where uh, where Mr. Tato, definitely not Megali, Mr. Tato was giving his speech. He's fighting the lizard. Man, and the lizard man finally shoves the sword right up into his belly and bits of crisp start falling out of him and he goes no my precious crisp belly as uh, bits of crisp fall away and the uh, the crack stone that he was talking about rolls out of his hands and the lizard guy picks it up and he just begins to cackle with evil laughter <laughs> i'm a pure evil bastard so i am there's no redeeming qualities for me in this game and uh, he shouts out i shall take and desecrate the crack stone and he um he, he starts to run away just into the forest and a lot of the um, the vampire bankers now having killed all of your fellow adventurers around you they run after him now you're just left there in a quiet and open courtyard as uh, you see in front of you everyone is dead it's just a pile of guts and dead adventurers and a few dead bankers here and there but can up I, in front of you Mr. Tato yeah go ahead uh, I feel like with all the dead bodies that are fallen soldiers I have flint yeah I think we should we should build a bonfire and give them a proper burial as you start moving bodies by their ankles some of which are not quite dead yet you are uh, dragging them over into a pile and trying to look around and find wood roll for perception see if you see any wood anywhere yeah Mr. Tato is now looking up at you, raising a hand like, come over here, I'm dying, like, please come and help me. Nine. Nine? <laughs> you don't see any good wood. There is wood there, but it looks like it's, it's soaked, like it won't work properly for lighting a proper fire. And uh, Mr. Tato is beckoning you to come over and speak to him as uh, he says, you must, you must. Alright, we'll okay, we'll go. <laughs> yeah, fine. He walks over and he says, You must you must stop the evil lizard king. If he gets to the spire, he will bring the crackstone to the top and he will desecrate it by pouring horrible do you know that sparkling water that you get in the bank when you want proper like water and they give you sparkling water instead and it's shite like and then they're gonna pour that through the crackstone and it's gonna turn everything shite. All everyone's rent will be too high, there'll be extra homework every weekend, pints will be nine quid, it'll be awful, everything'll be shite crap forever if they manage to do this. You must get to the top. You must get to the top of this fire. You must go east to Dublin and you must stop them from achieving this goal. That is your quest. But well, before that, let's put Mr. Tato out. <laughs> Mr. Tato looks like out. Mr. Tato. <laughs> go ahead, what do you want to do? I put Mr. Tato out. Oh, 14. Oh. Uh, 14. You successfully stabbed Mr. Tato in the throat as bits of soggy crisp drip out of his neck. He gurgles and looks like, why would you do that? <laughs> as he leans over. I always prefer king. <laughs> He falls over and dies, but your quest remains. You know what you must do. You must head east to the spire. You must stop the Lizard King from putting the crack stone at the top and pouring sparkling water through it, making everything shine crack. Do we understand our quest? Yep. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we are on the road! They step out along 
the forest path and you see that in front of you the path divides into two. There are two options here. There is one path that has a sign on it that says um, uh, two gold to pass and it looks like there's probably, it's written pretty badly, it looks like bandits are probably on that road and they will try and fight you or get toll money off you if you want to go past. All right? And on the other side, there is a sort of a less traveled road that looks like there might be kind of a riddle or a quiz that might involve audience participation if you look at that way. <laughs> oh. Oh, two euro one, I mean, that's insane. So much more. How much gold have you got? <laughs> How much gold have you got? Um, I've got three. I think we're going to... Audience participation. Audience participation. All right, you head down the Ridley Road, yeah. and uh, you're walking along a forest path. The path. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, um, you, you follow the crack down the, uh, the forest path, and as you're walking along, you cross across a stream, and um, you see that out of the stream, up pops a uh, salmon. And it's a salmon of knowledge, and he looks at you and he's like, How's it going, boys? I'd like to ask you a, a question or two and um, to get past. What we're going to do is, you, you're going to. Oh, yeah. You're going to. You're going to. You're going to. You're going to. You're going You're going to. 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 You're are going to. play a game of um, of of a quiz here. The audience can be involved with this one as well. It says the salmon. And, um, um, uh, so we have a choice between two things that we want to do. We have a choice. Let's um, uh, leave this one to the audience. We have a choice between reading in the years and finish the lyrics. Finish the lyrics of an Irish song. Not like an Irish Irish song. Like a, like a song written by Irish people. Okay? So let's have a vote for that one. The sound is going to challenge them to a quiz of reading in the years or finish the lyrics. Well, it sounds like it is reeling in the ears, boys. Yes. You step up to the salmon, yes. and the salmon is you, 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 <laughs> you are going to get by um, either way, but um, if you uh, fail to get two out of three correct, you're going to lose two of a certain attribute on your, your skills page, all right? So you might lose two to strength or lose two to intelligence or whatever. And if you get by with three out of three, you're going to gain two. Imagine if that happens. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? The salmon steps forward, cues up his track, and... Salmon explains that he is going to tell you three things. There are four things that happened in a certain year. You are going to say when that year was, in, in, in what year, okay? Does that make sense? Yep. Crowd is allowed to get involved, but we won't have much time for each one here. Here we go. <coughs> First year. Foot and mouth disease is the big lad around Ireland. We vote no in the Nice Treaty. Westlife have a number one with Uptown Girl. In the cinema, you could go and see Lord of the Rings, Tomb Raider, or Shrek. What year is it? 2006. We seem to have a lot of fucking different votes from the crowd. That's very helpful. Thank you. Want to get an average of them all? Yeah, let's get a committee answer from the crowd. I want to get We can do a vote for the crowd if you want. Vote for the crowd, let's do it. Give them a choice. 2001? Great! Or 2003? Or 1984? <laughs> <laughs> or we kill the sound. <laughs> 2001 is correct! Congratulations! Well done. Let's go to our next one now. You need to get three out of three. Oh, by the way, we need to pick an attribute that you're gambling here. So you're going to gain plus two, or you're going to lose minus two to it. So what are you going to gamble? Okay. I'm already minus three in intelligence, so I might as well just like, you know, 
Put your foot on the gas. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. All yeah, right, here we go. Okay, great. So, here we go. I'll gamble the rest of my pack of cards. You cannot. You must pick a... Charisma. Charisma. Okay, what's your charisma right now? Two. Two. Okay, here we go. Bertie Ahern becomes Taoiseach because Charlie Hawley admits to taking brown envelopes off Ben Dunn. The chorus sing I never really loved you anyway, and Dana tries to become president, but everyone says, no thank you. Titanic, Con Air, and Austin Powers are in the cinema. <laughs> yeah, okay, it was definitely 97 then. 1997, are you sure? Yeah. Alright, the answer is 1997! Congratulations! One more correct answer to gain the, um, the, the plus two. I love how the audience cheers themselves. <laughs> Here we go. Dustin the Turkey sings Ireland Dudes Point at the Eurovision. Falling Slowly wins an Oscar. Dark Knight and Iron Man are in the cinema. The Carlsberg ad with, you know, Cunis Boker, Colleen Bonnier, where the lads are like, do something Irish, and they get it. Um, Des Bishop goes to the Gale Talk to learn Irish in the name of the Father. If they get this one, they have gained two points to intelligence and charisma. The Dark Knight, yeah, the second Chris Nolan Batman movie. The one after Batman begins. Okay, a cheer for 2008. A cheer for 2009. Yay. <laughs> and a cheer for 2010. Oh, shit. Uh, it seems from the crowd that they know fuck all. <laughs> yeah, 2007. Fuck off with your Google. Let me read them out one more time. Dustin the Turkey sings Ireland Dudes Point at the Eurovision. Falling Slowly wins an Oscar. The Dark Knight and Iron Man are in cinemas. That Carlsberg ad came out with Cunis Boher, Colleen Vanya, and Des Bishop goes to the Gale Talk to her in Irish in the name of the Father. Why are you so sure now? When he fled, you're dying. Okay. So 2007 is incorrect. It was 2008, ladies and gentlemen. You pass by the salmon as you step on his stupid salmon head walking by over the little bit of a stream as you walk along more of the forest path. You do not gain or lose anything to your um, attributes because you got two out of three. Okay? So, um, uh, you exit the forest and you're walking along the path through fields and farmland. Before you, you see a small village in the shadow of the great pale wall, a gigantic structure of rock, steel, and pallets as well, because they ran out of other COVID. You must pass this great pale wall to get into Dublin and the Spire. That's where your goal is, that's where you need to be. The town is in the way before you get to that wall, okay? So we have a choice for town. Could we have a vote from the audience, please, between two choices? We have Mullingar and we have Port Leash. Which town is that gonna be, ladies and gentlemen? Let's have a vote for Mullingar. Yeah. Let's have a vote for Portleach. 
That is Mullingar you are walking towards. As you walk up to the outskirts of the town, you see that things look fucking sad. As you walk into Mullingar, there used to be more industry going on, but now there is not that much happening anymore. You walk in and there's all, you know, boarded up shops and stuff. There's not that many shops left in town. There is a blacksmith, there is a potion shop, and there is a pub. And um, in front of you, there's a jobs post as well, where you can do some stuff for extra money. And there's a, a hotel as well. So that's all the stuff that's happening in, in Mullingar. And also, can you both roll for perception for me, please, and tell me what you get? It's intelligence. 18. 18? 9. An 18 and a 9. A 9? You can say, hey, we're in Mullingar. And uh, Martin looks around and sees, oh my god, do you fucking see what I see? There's a giant fucking statue of Joe Dolan over there, and everyone is paying tribute and giving it gifts of gold and bits of food and stuff, and they seem to be worshipping the statue of Joe Dolan in the centre of town like a god. So that seems to be how Mullingar works. As you walk into the centre of town, you can see that um, people are kind of chanting and um, giving offerings to the statue of Joe Dolan, which is just standing there an awkward five and a half feet tall. <laughs> Has anyone been to Mullingar to see the statue of Joe Dolan? It is an absolute masterpiece. It is the most vulnerable statue I've ever seen in my entire life. Go to Mullingar, hug that statue. Anyway, in the um, in, in, in the game, you are looking at the um, you're looking at the, the statue, you're looking at all the people around you. In the square you have options. You can go to the blacksmith, the potion shop, the pub, or the jobs board, or the hotel. I'm eyeing up the pub. Yeah. yeah, you're looking over at the pub. What price of pint of Guinness? Gotcha. Yeah. 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 yeah, gotcha. You walk over to the. I don't know what I'm saying. He's saying I'm so. You walk over to the pub and you walk into it. And inside, there's a load of people inside drinking and and, and shouting at one another. And um, inside the pub, you can see that there's a barman looking at you and um, looking at you immediately as he cleans a glass. And he's looking at you like, "What are you fucking here for? Do you want pints or what is it? Do you want pints?" Yeah. Yeah, Sam. It's one gold. It's one gold. Oh, per tick. It's one gold. It's Mullingar, we don't like people. Um, <laughs> come on in, come on in. I'm, uh, here, here's, here's, uh, here's the point. I won't fucking fight you, I'll get the guards in here after you. So, well, yeah, I won't fight him. Yeah, fair play to him. Yeah, I'll fight him. What's he, a wizard looking fella? I can fucking take him. The barman's looking at you angry like he'll fight you. Do you want to challenge him to a fight like an arm wrestle? He holds out a hand for an arm wrestle. Yeah. Oh my god, The barman rolls for strength. Martin, I want you to roll for strength as well. Here we go. Barman rolls a... The barman rolls a one. Everyone please drink for a one, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a first one of the fucking game! The barman slips and he, um, uh, his elbow slips off the table and his head just hits straight down off the table and he seems to chip a tooth. He comes up to see that you have rolled... 17. A 17. You smack his arm right over, rub it in, as he says, fine lads, the two pints are on me. So he pulls two pints of Guinness and he pops them in front of you there and he says, get out of here. Because there's a weird whistle in his teeth because he chipped his tooth. <laughs> Uh, he said, you know, get, uh, sorry, I mean, uh, move away from the bar a bit, please. <laughs> yeah. we have to serve. This is Mullingar, baby! My man will beat you to a pulp. I've been proven. He's only a wizard as well. Yeah. <laughs> can, we, can we roll to savor these pints? Yeah, for sure. You can roll to savor the pints. <laughs> roll for strength. That's constitution, which will tell you if you get drunk off the pints or not. Twelve. Twelve? Constitution? Yeah, strength. Yeah, okay, yeah. 
14. A 14. You were both feeling fine. You're a little bit tipsy off the pints, but you're feeling pretty good. Nothing's any trouble. As you look around the pub, and inside the pub, you can see that there's kind of a bunch of people sitting in the middle. And over in that corner, there's an owl lad kind of in shadows and darkness, kind of sitting looking at his pint. And in that corner, there's an owl lad in shadows and darkness sitting looking at his pint over there. That lad looks a lot like Paddy Lotzi, the pint man. That lad over there looks a lot like Jim Core. You can go and chat to either of them. But the audience can decide which one you chat to. Who wants a gym core? Yeah. Who wants it to be Paddy Lotzi? Yeah. Alright, let's try that one more time. That's pretty close. And what, what do you guys reckon? Are you leaning towards anybody? I think, think Jim Core. I think it's in the tip to the other there. Gotcha. Alright, Jim Core. Paddy Lotzi. Okay. Yeah. Jim Core. Tremendous. You walk over to Jim Core. Front row over here. You're going to give me a hand. You've got nice, loud, projecting voices. I'm going to give you a genuine Jim Core quote um, from, uh, from Twitter. So here we go. Just take one, pass them along. Okay, here we go. Just everyone take one along this line over this way. And everyone should have one Jim Core quote as we go along. So I'm just going to point at you and you're going to shout out your Jim Core quote. So you walk over to Jim Core. All genuine Jim Core quotes. These are genuine Jim Core quotes from Twitter. So here we go. I was starting to think the pool would be a dead end. Jim Core, you both got about a half of a pint left as you walk over to Jim Core and Jim Core says, nice and loud, please. The US has a broad pro-life president. Here in Ireland we have a president at Tisa for that, for all intents and purposes, wishes to replace the indigenous Irish people who are losing to abortion with migrants. <laughs> that is not your fault, sir. You do not have to apologize. Jim Core should do that. And Jim Core looks at you like, what are you going to say about that? Roll to shake his hand. <laughs> whether like, it actually didn't make sense like that. As you hesitate, Jim Corris hits you with another sweet fact. The European Union is a step of the path to one world government. Plans since before the First World War. <laughs> Jim Corris looks at you like, what have you got to say about that? I want to say, are you Boris Yeltsin in a Jim Corris seat? <laughs> <laughs> I start awkwardly looking into my pint. <laughs> Jim Corris is pulling out CDs that he's made off his new solo album. He looks up at you and says, just a friendly reminder that 9-11 was an inside job. <laughs> the Twin Towers were brought down in a controlled demolition, as was Building 7, which was not hit by a plane. Jim Corr looks at you again as he holds out his CDs and says they're a tenner each. That's uh, uh, I'll, I'll do you, I'll do you um, a burned version that I made myself here for five gold as well, if you got that. You can have a genuine Jim Corr CD. Would you like that? CD, he looks at you hopefully, as if he's hungry, no, <laughs> as if he needs this. <laughs> he looks at you guys, it's fine anyway because... I believe that our children are being harmed by vaccines, the doctors and the government for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's gonna get, she's going to get fined by France and Germany now, that's what we tell him. They're, they're fine anti-vax uh, parents, so that, that's, you, that's on you, Jim. Gotcha, well he says, listen, um, have, a, have a good rest of your night. And um, thanks for always for coming. And he says, Jim Tom looks like we're being weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi, 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 he says, hi, hi, just, uh, just before I go, I'll just hit you with um, with two more quick facts. Here we go again. We were the government media swine flu terror campaign. <laughs> and, and we can only hope that the Donald lives up to the expectations of the American people, who, despite the media, Wall Street and the rigged system voted him into power via an overwhelming landslide. May God be at his guide at every turn. Jim. 
kissy face. <laughs> he says, good night, thanks very much, I've been Jim Corr. Have a good rest of your evening. Let's have a round of applause for Jim Corr, ladies and gentlemen. And you walk out of the pub, having finished your pints, you leave them down, you see that you are very tired. You're going to have a quick sleep before you move on to the final push through the wall for your final bit of the adventure. I'm Steve and thank you for listening to Dungeons and Naggins. If you enjoy the show, please share it with a friend. There are one minute illustrated clips of every episode. There's a link in the description to find those. I think those are the best way to share what, what the show is all about because just giving somebody a 45 minute episode of a podcast is, is quite daunting. If you just give them a one minute clip of a show, that's a lot easier to get people on board. We will be back next week with part two of this adventure with Martin Angolo and Sean Flanagan. Have a nice week and I'll see you then.